everything I know I learn from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Damn the new 52 Buying up every issue on DC Not exclusively what I'm into Bastards comics with the healthy Wolverine classics Soul down below, so anything can go. Hell be exclusively fill the past enemy. Saber tooth. And you killed your dad for the second time in hell, man. Tell me that's not badass. Man, tell me that ain't bad. Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Comic Bastard, CBMFP. We do podcasts here and we do it right. This is Version 2.0, you'll get that later when you're older. I got Dustin sit across from me in this post-Thanksgiving table. Table. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for doing that right now, I'm Dustin. I just got off my Black Friday shopping spree. So I did a Black Friday drive really long distance, but yeah. I did no shopping. Pretty sure everyone uh, suffered their own special way. Yeah. I personally am disgusted by Black Friday. I think it's capitalism at its finest, and it's disgusting to watch my fellow man ravage each other for bullshit. I hate to tell you, but that jam box again for little Timmy, it sucks. It's like 50 watts. He's going to blow it out day one listening to, you know, Young Jeezy or something. I saw a woman buying four, or I should say, I saw a woman on the news buying four slow cookers. <laughs> I was like, whoever's getting those hates you. A lot. And that's another thing. It's nothing you need. No. It's not like, okay, like, I would wait in a line for hours and hours on end if this was, like, an apocalyptic future. It's all fucked up. The government's handing out cheese and toilet paper and medicine and shit so my baby don't go blind. Then I'll wait in that line. You have no choice. You won't be doing anything else. So. Yeah, I'm going to be keeping feral fucking dogs off me with a fucking pellet gun. <laughs> Because the goddamn army's unwrangled up every weapon you could find. You know, that's the line I'm waiting in. I'm not waiting in there to get, you know, fucking Harry Potter box set on, on DVD, mind you. Not even, you know, for five bucks. What, what is that? What but, about, what did you wait at finish line for Jordans at half the cost? No. I, don't, I haven't. Not even to sell them for the full cost and make a profit? Like the Kanye shoes the, that he designed yeah, for Nike. Whatever. And then now they're like. He made like five of them or some shit and they're worth billions of dollars. That sounds dumb. It's super dumb. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit there and try to turn a profit. I bought all these Xboxes and everybody's fucking already got one. No one cares. <laughs> but if that is your thing, I hope you got everything you wanted and <laughs> congratulations for... Someone's just looking yeah. at their pile of crap in the corner like, fuck them. These are ill-gotten. <clears throat> if you could uh, hold on till Monday, you'll get Cyber Monday deals. Yes. That's you know I'd rather just sit on my ass, in the comfort of my own home. Me too. I'm very excited about Cyber Monday. Just click clicking away, and I'm not gonna lie, I've already bought shit. <laughs> Some of them damn games are just too damn cheap. <laughs> but if that's not your bag, you Dark Horse is gonna have a Cyber Monday deal. They are. So you can get some Dark Horse love in there. Yeah, not just the Star Wars that you fuckers want to complain about. Well, some guys like. Don't you know <laughs> that that Star Wars was bought by Disney? Disney owns Marvel. 
So we don't even actually own those digital copies. This sale is bogus. I was like, sir, I don't make the fucking sales. I'm just letting you know what? Fuck you. Somebody actually said that? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. As pompousy, too. He put he put a, a little asterisk by it. He's like, please perceive these next sentences as pompous. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't have to put the asterisk. It was just in his tone. Oh, very good. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, we, thanks. I didn't we know about that. any of that. Yeah, that's what really just was like, shut up. That was just in case. That no was, shit. That's for just for the casual fan that maybe didn't know. <laughs> Some casual person still doesn't know that Star Wars got bought. Or that Disney owns all that shit, and Disney's a real big... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on the back of cereal boxes by now. It's true. So I'm pretty sure other digital comic distributors will have some sort of... Uh, some sort of deal of some sorts, I can only assume. Yeah. I mean, how could you not capitalize on the insanity the that is Cyber Monday? Another, um, a little bit more in Dark Horn Snooze. Yep. Um, they just become a little bit more accessible. They did. What what uh, what new device are they on this time around? They are on the Kindle. <sighs> and not specifically the Kindle Fire, which means you could probably get it on your regular bullshit Kindle that you shouldn't have anymore because you're stupid. No, you're not stupid if you have one of those. But seriously, what are you doing? Um, well, they kind of got appled, where they were just like, I bought this to support the first. Oh, now we got a new one. Yeah. Oh, now oh, yeah, I got a color one? tablet that's actually pretty good. Oh, now there's a new oh, one. Your web browser works way better than, yeah. than everyone else's. Oh, hmm. That's that's the rules of the world. Don't ever buy first gen. But, um, yeah, no, so they're on the Kindle with their own app store again. The only <laughs> company that has its own app store. So, Is that good or bad? I think it's good. There you I mean, go. They've been doing just fine. They uh, control all their own releases. They update their own library. They don't have to give a percentage to, you know, whatever storefront is supporting it. It's it's all in house. You know. There you go. I know we've they touched release, on that subject before, so but. Yeah, I mean, they release all their own crap, and you don't have the, because you know the big thing is now because DC's on all platforms, mm -hmm. in all storefronts essentially, and. Uh, so Apple updates their shit at like midnight yeah. for the storefront. So it comes out early on Apple. And then if you get Barnes and Nobles, that one doesn't update till like 11 o'clock or something. So now there's this big conflict of like, well, now you can buy digital comics before you can get them in the stores. Because Comicology and stuff, they would do it like 10 o'clock West Coast time. Wow. Would get the book. So that My everyone had a chance to go buy it in print first. Yeah. Makes sense. So and then DC was just like, well, I mean, that's the way they release it they're not going to change their entire format just for these comic books but everyone's like ah you're not supporting the print and uh i was like well that's the way those companies do business they can't just be like change your business model yeah for this fucking four dollar comic book i mean you knew you were going to come across that bridge eventually yeah i mean when the digital just got its legs so i hate to say it and i don't like saying it but it is what it is on that is something you can really do but hey now you got you know it's good that dark horse is branching out because uh you know just about every other publisher that is doing digital is available on other devices just because of the storefronts they are in like comicology or whatever yeah. i think it'd be one of those things you'd want to just be in as a most or i'm sorry as in many places as you can be yeah to diversify your uh, yeah just, just options so i mean who knows maybe they're working on a nook Ash as I'm well. sure. I'm so. sure it's all in the works. But uh, yeah, or a Kobo. 
Yeah. He was using a Kobo, huh? Pretty, I heard it's pretty cool. I did too, actually, but I've never seen anyone use one. I'm just yeah. like, it sounds cool. You Some, can say it's cool. Somebody's probably using it right now going, it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Listening to this on it. <laughs> you guys should check it out. It's Kobo. What other uh, going-ons? You know what I heard uh, via Twitter? What's that? Um, I think his name's Jeff Johns. Yeah, that guy. And uh, Mr. Frank. Hmm, Gary? I mm. Gary provide? <laughs> I don't know the man, so I call him Mr. <laughs> but <laughs> they wrote, uh, I guess it was critically acclaimed smash yeah, I still hit. Yeah, I have seen the sales behind it, but I guess it did well. Batman. Batman, Earth One. Earth One. Earth Volume One. one. Volume One. Kevin said it was boring. It was it was a little boring for me. I found it a tad bit disappointing. If you want to jump yeah, back like, on some podcast, yeah, a wee bit ago we talked about it for a scotch of time. Um, I expected more. Like the Superman one, that's a fucking home run. Yeah, that's both volumes. Yeah, that's like, run. hey, you can't even read, bro. And I'm gonna give you this book, and it's gonna magically teach you to read. <laughs> that's how good those two are. The Batman, I wanted. I mean, that's a great lineup. I, I'm yeah, I'm fans of both um, Frank and part. Johns. Yeah, that should have been another killer, but it was just okay to me, and I'll probably say no more about it. But you're gonna get a second book, so hopefully they up the ante and not just kind of right dial on, it in. Right on the coattails of the name. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of worried about. But I'm pretty sure I will check it out regardless. It doesn't come out till next year, I believe. I don't think they have like a proper street date for nah, it. They don't. Just uh. Just well, because with that that one, it's also considered kind of a novel, so they have to go. It's a different scheduling mm. platform. They don't just go. Hey, we we're not publishing any graphic novels that month. We could do it, and they have to look at you know their book distributor really. Gotcha. So, so I mean that's a little morsel of uh, Batman news. Um, what else you got? About the Age of Ultron was detailed. You know what? Loosely. Um, Age of Ultron, I've heard people are saying this is the event. This is Marvel's. You're going to really appreciate you know, Marvel now once this drops. Hmm. I don't know how true that is, but any thoughts on that? I doubt it. You think? You don't think <laughs> I, I mean, can... is this going to be another big Marvel event? And it's the same as every event Bendis has done. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's done bad events, but... He's built up and alluded to this event and several things, and he's given nuggets away and like he's mm -hmm. you know said, "Hey, in Iron Man, you got to do this." And Matt Fraction was like, "All right, I'll do that." And right, like he's he's planted the seeds. He's got the timeline yeah. down this road. Just where... like Secret Invasion, he planted the seeds in the very start of his Avengers run. So this is kind of, I mean, he keeps saying, "Oh, this is not my you know farewell to the Avengers. This is like a true Marvel crossover." That just happens to have the Avengers at the focal point of it. Right, at but the helm. it kind of just is an Avengers crossover where everyone's in the mix of it, as always. Um, starts off, Ultron's already taken over everything. Well, there you go. And fucking spoiler cheesiest, alert. Cheese dick <laughs> yeah. fucking villain. I mean, they really created a, a villain that, that he can't stop unless you just destroy all technology on the planet. Yeah. That's it. That's the only way you can get rid of him. You gotta destroy every satellite, Hubble telescope. I don't care if you're finding the furthest galaxy ever found. You gotta destroy it. It's in a nuke. Wow. So Hubble ain't done nothing. <laughs> he done nothing wrong. <laughs> been doing been doing work lately, but um, yeah. And then it's just you know Brian Hitch and I forget 
some other dude or uh, tackling the first six or first five, I should say. It's like a 10-issue miniseries. Uh, it's coming out like bi-weekly, so they're not they're not pulling their usual crossover of like this is gonna go for six or eight months. They're right. just like we're gonna get this shit done. That's what it kind of sounds like. It's like we're just gonna get this shit done. Almost um, like they kind of got to this point, and now they're just like, oh, I guess we gotta kind of do it now. That's what it kind of feels like that the Marvel now came up, but this was already in the works for so long. That they're they were like, just shit. Like, we put a lot of work into building this storyline. Let's just do the payoff quick. Right. Because it doesn't even have that many tie-ins or you know the usual. I I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate where I I get it. It's a big event and all corners of your well, universe are going to be touched. But sometimes I just don't want to do that. Well, lately, I mean, Civil War had some good tie-ins. Right. Secret Invasion had terrible tie-ins. Yeah. Everything since then has just had terrible, terrible tie-ins. We're just like three issues of crap. Three issues of just. <laughs> Here we go. We showed you this character that you like dealing with this situation that everyone else is dealing with. And it just wasn't worthy of a purchase. Yeah, it didn't have enough. It wasn't riveting. Yeah, and I, I just recall, like, Frontline for Civil War was great. It was like, here, we're going to cover it from, like, the newspaper aspect, like, the mm-hmm. angle of that. And they've done that with every event since. None of them have been very good. Right. Just really just terrible books. And... I hope they don't do a front line. For they this. will, because it was probably so successful. What are they going to type it on? They can't type. Ultron's on the computer. Ooh. Can't type. Hate Dude. towards Ultron. He'll be like, hey, they're going to go back to assimilate the... you. Uh, I was going to say they can go back to the old pen and paper days and. Yeah. Well, and everyone's like, oh, Wasp and Ant Man are going to have a big, big to do with this because you know Wasp died to stop Ultron at uh, the beginning of his Mighty Avengers mm-hmm. uh, storyline. And so, I don't know why everyone's all jazz hands for that shit, but <laughs> good for them. I don't know why you're jazz hands for that shit. <laughs> I don't either, because yeah. I find Wasp very whatever. Yeah, so, and then there was a big to-do about, uh, in some of the promo art, someone saw Rom the Space Knight, and they were like, oh, they're bringing Rom back. Oh, they're doing it. And Marvel's like, no, we're not. Yeah, you're stupid. You see ROM everywhere you look, boy. Who cares? I want a ROM comic book from like an arcade, ticket arcade thing. I was like, hey, give me ROM. Whatever. <laughs> They're like, you can have them. <laughs> and I think you I should got, take like, it back too. <laughs> fucking, what was it? Like Captain Awesome or something? Rob Liefeld's blatant knockoff of, of Captain America. Captain A Town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that at the same time too. I was like, just keep giving me comic books until I run out of these tickets. Wow. They're like, there's only 100 tickets each. I was like, good thing I got 300 then. Jeez, where is this uh, devil machine at? <laughs> it was in some Like on the borderline of like limbo and it's, hell. It's actually in the Burbank mall. It was pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. Looked like someone just dropped comic books and they were like, put them in a bag of board. We'll fucking give these away for a price. Wow. It's like it fell off some yeah. hipster's truck or something. He's like, oh, where's my awesome? From the Space Night. Everyone that says that guy's awesome. It's just need to check their They're just being. They're just trying to be ironically funny, and it's like, no, he's not awesome. Uh, just get over it. Stop trying to be funny, and just, this is just Marvel age all over again. <laughs> if we keep talking about it, Marvel, we'll do it. And well, then, and then when it happens, I will be like, this is really fucking terrible. I mean, Marvel and Mickey, apes. Oh God, no, somewhere someone's getting rich. <laughs> so yeah, Age of Ultron. Coming uh, to you. Yeah, I'm already... Big, big fucking event right after Marvel now, so... 
I'm already Whatever. uninterested after that, so it's probably... You know, I thought was kind of uninteresting. <laughs> okay. Um, there was a website out there that ranked the top powerhouses, influential men, women. Well, yeah, they did that in their debut first issue of their comic book magazine. Yeah. To fill the void of Wizard Left when the company apparently really mishandled themselves. And <laughs> we're like, we can't afford these five people that write this shit every month. It was basically the, the who's who of the comic world. Yeah, top 100. Yep. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of 100. That's a lot. That's yeah. A lot. How could that be that interesting for that long? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read it myself yet, but... We'll cheat and give you the meat and potatoes. Yeah, because a bunch of sides were like, well, we bought your shit. We're making our own store out of this. Nope. One guy bought it, scanned it, put it online. Yeah, probably. Who was uh, number 10? Number 10, Eric Stevenson from Image Comics Publisher. He's actually, you know, Good guy. done a lot of shit this this year of just like really promoting the industry and been very outspoken. So I can definitely you can, see him you can, being uh, a powerhouse. I thumbs mean, up to that. Yeah. I mean, you got Brian K Vaughn over at image and just, just about every image book you've enjoyed this year is because he's been scouting the talent pool and shit. There so. you go. Uh, number nine, Kevin Fedge, Marvel studios president. I don't see how he is a comic book powerhouse when Marvel studios is the movie division only and has nothing to do with the publishing end, but, what the fuck ever maybe just handling the handling the brand i guess yeah i mean i could see that because the whole the, whole, the old saying of what's good for comics is good for comics sort of right thing, so. number eight thomas toll legendary film ceo again i guess yeah well, fucking gonna... what did the legendary put out comic book wise this year i uh, can't even uh, pass number seven <laughs> number seven dan didio dc co-publisher there you go Everybody loves to hate the DiDio. Yep. Don't even know if I'm saying his last name right, but I'm going to keep saying DiDio. That's fine. DiDio in your mouth. There it is. Number that six. That should be his podcast. DiDio in your mouth. Or in your ear, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Uh, he's just like, oh, this is not appropriately named. Yeah. Number six. You ready for this? I am. Brian Michael Bendis. The guy that's doing Ultron. Probably because... Marvel's just like, what do you want to do, Brian? He's like, well, this is what I want to do with the entire universe. That's fine, Brian. Everything you well, want, Brian. Pull your pants up, please, and then we'll discuss this further. You know what, Brian? This is your dance. Leave them down on your ankles. <laughs> so, Number five, Joe Costada, Marvel CCO. Wow. I don't remember what that means. Basically, he's just in charge of like a lot of shit. But he just doesn't have to edit any comic books anymore. Yeah, he's in charge of the no smoking zone. Number four. Number four, Jeff Johns, DC CCO. I don't think Jeff Johns makes as much money as John Costata does. Or has Joe Costata? Joe Costata, yeah. yeah. A lot of Joes in there. I see where you got <laughs> yeah. a problem. Um, you know what? But hey, he's more powerful, so whatever. He's making more money, more money than I am. Number three. Number three, Robert Kirkman. Walking Dead. The Number Walking two. Dead creator. Some guy, Isaac Perlmutter. <laughs> what is his last name? Perlmutter. That's a funny last name. I think. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Marvel CEO. This is the guy that like won't hire more editors and or and or buy office supplies. <laughs> like, like literally, there's tons of stories where he just comes. He's like, "No, you work 15 hours. Your pencil broke. Bring one from home." He's like, "Um." I go by like three office maxes on the way here. Can I please stop by and just, can, you, can I, I'll buy the supplies and you just reimburse me. No. 
Fuck. Yeah. I noticed your office chair is broken. You're just going to have to sit on the floor. We're not fixing that. And no. I'm going to throw it away because it looks really tacky in here. Here's a orange crate. You can sit on that. <laughs> you lard ass. You said that the broken chair looked tacky. Well, shut up. This <laughs> Get orange, on that crate. This orange crate's ironic. You want your benefits, huh? Because we don't have the Disney benefits yet. Suck it. Yeah, you're probably looking to milk that. Who knew Perlmutter would give so much? Perlmutter, ball breaker. <laughs> that's, that's all I hear. It I, shows up in a blaze or like a windbreaker too. He's it's probably like, a members only <laughs> jacket. <laughs> he has it zipped up. He like, has the oh, Perlmutter's here. He has the collar of the members only jacket like snapped up. He does. And uh, he's like, you know that little piece that dangles off? Fuck that. That's for women. I snap, I snap that shit. And then he burns it with a lighter. He's like, <laughs> he's like, don't want any loose ends. And then, and then you go, hey, hey Perlmutter, what you drinking today? He's like, whiskey. Always. With a touch of coffee. <laughs> I love that joke. And then he like pushes an employee down the stairs. We need more. Probably the only female employee in the office. Yeah. Ooh, because Marvel's sexist. No, they're not. We need more elevators. And then he pushes her down the stairs. <laughs> so number one. Number one. Jim Lee. Jim Lee. DC co-publisher. I met that guy one. once. Walked by him. Seemed nice. I stood behind him in line for Mrs. Fields once. Yeah, there you go. What did he get? He got a shitload of cookies. They were having a little meeting. Oh, dude. They were like, Jim, go get the Thankfully, cookies. Thankfully, he didn't wipe out all the chocolate chip. I was about to be pissed off. I, like, I don't care if you're Jim fucking Lee. I didn't wait in line for burnt oatmeal. He's like, well, my wife's a beautiful blonde. I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he was like, you will when I'm face fucking these cookies, Dustin. I see your name badge. I can read. I'm number one. I'm powerful as fuck. That's right. I'm seeing the future. <laughs> just like, wow, Jim Lee, you do it all. Yeah, so Jim Lee, most powerful man in comics. I don't really... I guess we'll have to read the magazine at some point. or Probably won't. Yeah, probably won't, but I don't know why he was picked. Because it's, it's, like, it's like, he's just a co-publisher. And then you have studio people on here, too. He's a recognizable name. That's what it is. He can't be, dude. Yeah. He's a rag to riches. He story. has been everywhere this year. Yeah, you know? he. I think he did some interior work too. So I, I would have put him on number one for that. Possibly, could have been him. He did twelve issues, of something or another. Yeah, a book, maybe a JL. Anyone? Yeah. He, no, not a day yet. I, I've seen some of his stuff. <laughs> so that's, that's it. That's why he gets number one for actually. Putting fucking pen to paper. <laughs> yeah. Joe Q could have been up there, but he was like, I'm just doing variants. Doing a really awkward Spider-Man 700 variant. Yeah. Whereas, like, Pelvis is thrusted out a yeah. lot. And his face is all fucked up because he's like, I like to do a realistic mask. It wouldn't, wouldn't fall on his face like this. You're like, who? I'm who? like, shut up. It's a comic book. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. His fucking eyes move on that mask sometimes. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but you do that a lot. I know. That's, it's kind of dumb. But it's also the charm of comics, I guess. Yeah, it's, you know. What can you do? Not read the shit. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of not reading shit, what did you read this week? I did not read. Actually, I am going to start with a book I did not read. It's called Contra Pussy. Oh, I saw that. It's it unreadable. A, it's unre- Didn't it have like a cat on the front with like a little yeah. bow in its hair? It's unreadable. Unreadable. Fucking, I got 15 pages in. I got 23 pages in. So do we dare say this is our 
indie pick of the week. Our hardcore indie it's, corner. Sure. It's not very indie, but it's by IDW. <laughs> Still. They're not DC and Marvel, and sometimes that's all that counts. Yeah. So check it out for yourself. It's a full-length graphic novel. So, I mean, there's so many thoughts that rush into my mind when I hear Contra, and then I hear Pussy, and I'm like... And a cat. Her name's Contra Pussy. I don't... I mean... I, I hear you, but... Sexually promiscuous, too. She has to be. Page, um, like... Let me find the page. I figure cats are getting plowed every day. Every day. On, every hour on the hour, a cat's getting some pussy. But... And she's in Hollywood, too? Oh, my goodness. She's in Hollywood. Getting mad pussy. No, getting kitty dick. <laughs> kitty dick, yeah. She finds this... this, is this old... Does this book all about kitty porn? That's basically... Kind of, and she's, like, sleeping with dogs and stuff. Like, oh, she rocks dude, interracial. She rocks this one cat's world. Oh, right. And I then it. this other cat comes in, and he's like, hey, saw <laughs> what, you know, back alleyness that oh, happened yeah. just now. And she's like, no, nah, good for the night you know she's all mad at her ex-boyfriend who's like a little chihuahua and uh there's a skunk that can't get hit when he crosses the street it's just like <sighs> fucking it's like a it's and like she's a, like a germaphobe too i don't know what was that um remember like i was when i was younger always in the video store there was this cat cartoon movie but it was like a porno he'd like do coke and bang chicks and shit yeah that was by crumb um yeah what was that shit i think it starts with an f and i'm totally drawing a blank right now but i always remember seeing that going why can't i watch that <laughs> you know like it's a cartoon and i finally saw some of it later on he's like getting high and banging all these people and they're having like this big orgy in a a tub or something man i know i people probably screaming at me right now yeah it's that you stupid son of a bitch i am attempting to look it up while you continue to scrounge for and i think he wore like a trench coat at times and exposed his genitalia yeah but it it, it's in the same vein as this where they kind of have like human features and stuff like they walk upright yeah but the weird thing is like there's humans and and crap going on yeah. Fritz the cat. Yeah, Fritz. Fuck. You know what I was gonna say, Felix. And then that would have been. Oh way yeah. Off. Then you were like, no, that's not Felix. Yeah. He has a magic bag, and it's weird. And then I was gonna say Heathcliff, and Heathcliff was always in the alleys starting yeah. shit. And I remember when I was little, I was like, oh, who's Garfield? He's orange too. He's an orange tabby. And Heathcliff, Heathcliff looks like he'd fuck Garfield up quick. No, he would. Heathcliff's like got the streets behind him. So yeah, I mean, just I, I tried reading it and I gave up. But I just wanted, because this had a funny name. I was like, all right, let's see what you're about. But it's just, it was just weird. Like, the really the facial features. And then one of her friends ends up in a horror cat house. Oh, I get it. Cat house. Whores. Yeah. Cats. Working off her debt. Yeah, or something. College alone. But she could have helped her friend, but she was just like, oh, honey, I got I got no time for you. I need to go get in before my owner finds out I'm gone. It's it's just I didn't know what the fuck it was trying to do. It was just so weird and kind of frankly stupid. It's really, stu- <laughs> it's really stupid. You know what? It's gonna go ahead and be Comic Bastards Hardcore Indie Book of the Week. There you go. Contra Pussy. What else did you read? Because I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how, uh, there's a book I think we both end up reading. 
Um, a couple of them. Clone. You want to start off with that one? That's a, that's know, the Skybound uh, book, right? Skybound. Um, Kirkman, third most powerful man in comics. Word. <laughs> I need to learn, look up everyone's ranking. Maybe Comic Bashers will do 101 to 150 most powerful people comics. Just to give them that. numbers so I could be like, at number 127 most powerful man in comics. I'm just going to give them my own rating, how I deem them at the time. I want to tell you, first and foremost, go ahead and tell them who's behind this book, Dustin. We got a David uh, something or another, and <laughs> no one cares. And then Juan Jose Rip. That dude kicks so much ass. Yeah. No he, offense to David, but you know that's no, what we were doing. David, no Send offense, man. Joke. But I'm telling you right now, I read this book because of that man. Yeah. He's lucky he teamed up with that artist at the wise book called clone coming from skybound I probably would just wash my hands of it dude one of the artist was like all top, right probably there. one of my top three all-time favorites ever like like i said i could watch this guy draw a denny's menu wouldn't make a the story wouldn't move too fast but i'm pretty sure i would enjoy every single panel it would end with a grand slam mm. but mm, i don't know what that is it probably end denny's up with the moves slam? over miami <laughs> maybe my hammy my hammy yeah yeah there you go Moving on, we're not talking about Denny's. Um, so, Clone. Starts off with this guy being chased. Face unseen of mm. his identity. Person being chased or chasing him. Um, turns into fisticuffs when he gets yeah, caught. Yeah, turns into fisticuffs, beats the shit out of the guy, gets away, gets shot in the gut. You know, looks like end of story. Then, boom, same guy wakes up in bed. He's like, oh, shit. Had that Had that dream again. Goes, starts work on his uh, his baby's crib because his wife's expecting. She's very pregnant. Very pregnant. About to bust. Yeah. There's got to be twins in there. Maybe. But uh, then he gets ready for work. His wife went to go get a sonogram and such. And, you know, he's, he's all ready. And then he sees a big, big fucking blood trail coming from the front of his house into his kitchen. And there's the guy we saw getting shot in his dream. And apparently it was not a dream. It was a clone. They look the same. Yeah, they look the same. He's bleeding out, look for super glue, and uh, tells him, hey, you better go get your fucking wife because she's in trouble. And uh, so the wife's at the sonogram, and oh, look, there he is again, wearing a different suit than Come we just me saw. Yeah, he's just like, hey, you need to, we gotta go now. And the doctor's like, hey, what the fuck? You're not my husband. Yeah, and then she gets a call from her husband. She's like, that's weird. You're calling me, and you're not here. Dottie, don't go with anybody. Yeah. So it's just this whole kind of a what's going on, who's the clone sort who's of the deal. Clone? Yeah, who can you trust? You know, and why there's so many of these same assholes around the city, all the different names, and no one knows, none no. of them really know about it except for a handful, it seems like. Right. So. But uh, I mean, really, it's just... His art is fucking spectacular. Yeah, his art kicks ass. I mean, if you guys have seen any of his previous work, um, he, he usually, I mean, he's done a little bit everywhere, but he's real big with Avatar. Yeah, for and, a while, and then he yeah. did some image stuff. And he's even done a couple of Marvel books. I know I've read a couple of Punisher things. I know he, he was on, and I read it just because of him. Yeah. Um, the book, art is fantastic. Art is amazing, hands down. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, it was the only reason I even wanted to look at it i was like oh he's in it 
Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, literally, he's just his art is so fantastic, and he's such a great visual storyteller that I will try out anything he's on just to see his incredible, you know, art style. And on the other side, um, the story was okay. I'm kind of always interested in some sort of clone sci-fi spin on stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I just kind of found it a little too rushed in a way. I think we, we kind of talk about we talked about it earlier. Um, I don't need everything, you know mapped out and explained to me but it just seemed like hey we got four issues to tell the story maybe five or six or something and let's just go 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 yeah and the weird thing is it doesn't look like it's a miniseries at all it looks more of an ongoing until the sales suck yeah so i mean why the rush was there to get to like the conflict yeah like literally if they had just drawn it out more time because i honestly forgot the guy was a clone yeah. yeah, even though, you know, you know he's a clone, you know that the guy getting shot is not him and that it's not his dream. He's just kind of maybe mentally connected to it. I honestly forgot that the main guy was a clone just due to the conversation they were having. Like, it yeah, really kind of sucked think... me in. And he was like, yeah, my dad wasn't there. I'm not prepared for this shit. And yeah, yeah. I think... If it just ended with him in the kitchen bleeding, I would have been like, oh, okay. Right, yeah. That, I think like, that's all you really needed because... And then it just kind of keeps going. Yeah, he was moving along just fine. I was kind of interested in his life a little bit more before it turned into, hey, motherfucker, there's a whole bunch of us. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. I knew that was coming, but I could have used an issue, like you said, to, dare I say, get my bearings, I guess, Yeah. with him. Because, you know, you're going to usually, ideally, you're going to experience it through him being the main protagonist. If he, Even if he is, who knows? You could probably catch a bullet in the back of the head next issue. Who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think it's important, the importance of his role and the fact that he's a clone that's reproduced right, shows that he is going to be our main character, even if he's not the quote-unquote original Because you copy. think about it, if you want to look deeper into it, they probably he's probably the one they let out into the wild that he yeah. was just like, oh, you're going to live a said normal life, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Well, the vibe I kind of got from it was that they let a bunch of them out into the wild. Right. And now... They're trying to Someone's wrangle them trying back to up. clean them up with other, you know, other copies. Could be that too. Because, you know, speaking from my own, you know, if, if a version of me showed up to kill me, I'd be a little shocked at first. I probably wouldn't be like, no, stop. You know, you'd be like, holy shit. And then shot you. You're dead. Yeah, that turns into kind of like dancer in a way. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, without all the trim or training right. and such is what I'm saying, though. So yeah, that's a that's a book that came out this week, Clone from uh, Skybound via Image. Yeah, I mean, like Kevin said, story's okay, art is fantastic. So, so if you got a couple bucks, try to check it out. Yeah, well, and it's two ninety nine, so not bad for a first issue. It's by true. Any means better than three ninety nine. Because uh, f that. What have you read? I should have read this last week, but I totally forgot. That it came out. Okay. Um, it was the final book in the Dragon Age series, Those Who Speak. And this one was a small... They, they've been doing minis just on this over... I guess, I don't know, this huge story arc, basically. Yeah. Of basically, Alistair trying to get a hold of his dad. And it's just been like mini after mini after mini. And this is the third one in the Those Who Speak series. And it was pretty damn cool. Like, you probably know that I'm a fan of this pretty much IP and this comic book has like been the best video game comic book period 
I mean, wow. that's all it does. you can read this if you don't know what Dragon Age is. And if you do read it, you get a lot more reward from it. Like just knowing the characters and the world and so on and so forth. But probably a super, super fast read. Not a tons and tons of action. Probably the most action any of the series have had thus far. So there would be like a little fight here, a little skirmish there, and a little physicups there. This one's kind of like a brawl for it all. You had two fights going on at the same time. Isabella breaks out, gets away from uh, the priestess, who's basically just been, you know, interrogating her the whole time. And meanwhile, um, Varric and Alistair meet up with Stin. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Um, who used to be one of their homeboys, but now he's the Aeroshock. But basically, he runs this clique. It's kind of a lot to explain, but... Runs a competing... He's like gang in a way. In a way, he runs this like kind of like almost his tribe of people, and okay. he's got like the highest you know rank right now. I see. And then so you basically find out that, and he he kind of isn't vibing with him anymore. He's like, hey, I do this now for my peeps, and uh, we're fighting, dog, because you can't just go running around shitting on my hood. He's gotta gotta protect his, uh, his right. culture. His yeah, his culture before stuff, his yeah. friendships and stuff. So yeah, understandable. Yeah, it's uh, not too much to talk about, but uh, they get away because they're the heroes. Spoiler. Um, well, and the story has to continue. Yeah, so. and the story has to continue. But uh, it was actually really, really good. It was fast. Cool. It was furious. It was cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you don't need to tell me. I mean, I don't need to tell you, actually, to pick it up if you already were buying this because you already know how cool it is. And if you're interested, you can wait to the next series, because <laughs> this is a bad time to jump on. Or you can buy the whole set on Dark Horse's Cyber Monday deal. What? What? There it is. So actually, you could probably pick up the whole series for pretty cheap if you did that with their discount mm -hmm. percentage thing. So good discount. Consider. Discount. Double check on it, and you're good. Yeah. The end. <laughs> That's just what it's like. Cool. Well, I read The Grand Duke. What's that about? Grand Duke is uh, it's from Arkea Entertainment. Oh. And it's I, kind of a... It's, no, not, it's, not, it's not a toilet-humored book. Oh, it's not when you like haven't pooped you, in like three days. You're like, I gotta yeah. take The Grand Duke. Yeah, no. That would be a different book. It's <laughs> still funny to read, but... Um, no, The Grand Duke was actually a plane... And basically, it's this, uh, it was a reprint of a European book about this uh, German World War II fighter pilot and this Russian World War II fighter pilot. And there are different, you know, obviously different sides of the war. Mm -hmm. And uh, the German guy is anti-Nazi. Like, he's just, I'm fulfilling my country's duties, but, like, he doesn't even have the swastika on his plane. Like, he rubs it off. Um, a lot of Germans were, actually. Yeah. And it it was kind of interesting seeing that angle because he gets a lot of shit for that. Right. So the book kind of starts off. They're like, hey, man, we got some new recruits. You got to go. Because he's, like, the, the captain of the squad. Mm -hmm. um, of the night squad, I should say. And um, they're like, yeah, you got to go You know, talk to the troops. Welcome them. And he's just like... Whatever you ball liquors, you're all gonna be dead in a month. So that's yeah. how I usually respond to people too. Yeah, he's he's literally just like, man, you're alive in a month. You'll be veterans at that point, but uh, most of you won't. So welcome aboard. Fix my fucking plane. That's kind of depressing. Yeah, and then they're all just like, man, I've heard about. They're like, and they're 
on kind of like the Russian border. Mm -hmm. And so it's freezing already. And he's like, man, I heard about cold, cold welcomings, but shit, that was, that was the coldest. Yeah. And then they see his plane. They're like, oh, that's his plane. Because at the time he has this trimmed down plane where it doesn't have as much protection so he can move faster. Like the armor's light on it. Yeah. It's like really light. Like everyone's like, that's ridiculous. You're going to die. And, uh, and then one guy's just like, Oh, who's the bastard that scratched off the swastika? And he wasn't that far away. He comes back. He's like, what's your name again? All right. Hey, cool. Nice to meet you. Boop. Pops him in the mouth. He's like, that's for the bastard comment. <laughs> just walks away. He's just like, peace. Wow. He's like, stay away from my fucking plane. And his kind of journey is just, he constantly fights with the whole, like, people give him shit because he is their, like, number one guy like he shot down and killed has more confirmed kills because at the time you know they're stamping on the tail yeah and um you know and but he has this like sense of honor he doesn't shoot at uh like wounded planes or whatever um he doesn't shoot at just passenger planes and stuff like that and this other asshole that he flies with like only fighter planes yeah yeah he counts every plane he shoots down like every plane and he'll just go for anything and uh so it just kind of deals with his journey because he promises his daughter because the Russians, they have like a, a female squadron and his daughter finds out about that from his aunt because he goes back on his leave to visit his daughter and his, he doesn't have his wife anymore. And she's like, dad, you can't shoot down any more women. Otherwise, uh, the witches, they're going to take me like they're the only thing keeping because she's mm-hmm. actually like really sick and everything. And she carves him this little owl and is like, this is like to protect you and everything. And then on the flip side, the Russian uh, side of the story it's a female fighter pilot and they're called the night witches and they're given these like biplanes to fly like just real it's real shitty cool. planes mm. though um, compared to what everyone else is flying so that's why they have to fly at night and their squad just keeps getting wiped out and they also don't have parachutes though because they don't get the equipment right so it's like they get shot down they're dead and um so he's kind of you know at first, he's dealing with that. He's like, God, pull your shoot, pull your shoot. And he's just like, watches them crash. He's like, what the fuck? So, um, but on the Russian side, this, you follow this other chick, and she's just like, like hardcore, like all about the country, wants to be treated equal, whatever. So they get transferred out, like her and three other ladies to the, the men's squad. And they're like, well, better start fixing fucking dinner and shit because you ain't flying in here. Right. Um, you know, she started sleeping with the colonel, though. And it's just like, so I got my plane now? Because otherwise everyone's going to find out what a, what a crybaby you are in the sack. <laughs> and so he's just like, all right, cool, whatever. He's like, I'm just done with your ass. You're crazy. You know? And so she starts flying planes again. And uh, she just constantly has to deal with, like, sexism. And then there's this other higher-ranking female officer that's just, like, out to get her because she has a a crush on the same pilot as mm. she does. So it's like a little little romance drama thrown in there. Yeah, exactly. And then in the meantime, like the German guy and, and her story continue to cross. Like you, they don't know it, but they keep like fighting in midair and stuff. And um, so it just kind of continues their journey. And at one point she gets captured by the Germans. And he's like, I'm not having this, you know, because I've seen how they treat them because they captured two other of the night witches, like her friends. And just, like, basically just raped and, and beat them and just, like, left them naked in the cold in, in like, a barn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, like, when they captured her, he was like, no, I'm not not having that. So he tries to help her, and she's just like, fuck you, you German pig. Right. Um, 
beats him or like clubs him in the back of the head, takes his jacket and takes his, his little owl. Um, Crest? Like it was no, like it was like the little wooden owl that his daughter carved for him. Oh. And she said, protect this. Always fly with this. If you lose this, I die. And so she takes the jacket and he keeps having like all these bad accidents or like near misses of, where, of death. He's like, fuck, you know, and they're like, hey, maybe your luck ran out. He's like, it's not luck. It's my that fucking it's my, owl. Yeah, it's my owl. And yeah. he's just like, I gotta get that owl back. And uh, his daughter just got moved to like this safer city. And then the Germans bombed it like the next day or the Russians bombed it the next day. And so then he just goes like suicidal. Like Loses he the shit. Yeah. He paints his entire back of his tail black, like out of mourning. He's just like, that's mm. my play now. And he just goes after run after run. He doesn't care anymore. He's just like, I'm going to shoot down anything that moves. So, nice. yeah, it's just, I've never been like, ooh, World War II fighter pilots, like really just like heavily interested in that. Right. And this book was just really interesting, really cool. And I like the fact that it stayed just with the Germans and just with the Russians. There's right. no like, no. I'm the Brit over here today. Allies and, and stuff. Yeah, no right. one else has just dealt with them on their, their war front in the cold. Their story. Yeah. Gotcha. So, what was it called again? It is called The Grand Duke. Nice. And the artwork is phenomenal. It's like, it looks really photorealistic. Good. And I mean, it's either hand painted or digital painted, but it's just, it's great. It matches the book well, or the story, I should say. Yeah, definitely. So, what else have you been reading? I read Captain America number one. Yeah, what? what? Uh, I joined I the revolution because it's Marvel now. It's um, wait, is it? this the Ani revolution that came before the Marvel revolution and they ripped off the whole the entire font and everything? Or I don't know. I just know it's Captain A Town. Oh, he's number one, and I'm reading it. <laughs> um, it starts off Lower East Side, 1926. Done. Yep. It's basically Captain Natown's dad uh, beating the shit out of Mama because he's a drunk Irishman that's got a hard day at the can't get a leg up. Life sucks. <laughs> I mean, okay. he was either, his life's real tough. It was either that or become a rapper, you know, rapping out the streets and shit. But he chose to just, I don't know, die and, <laughs> and grow old. And then it just cuts to, you know, he's basically, you know, Captain America's remembering this. Steve's running it through his mind. Because he's on a plane right now that's going down. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he's on the outside of the plane. His shield's dug into the hull of it. And it's just that going... That might be why the plane's going down. Uh, it's all kind of... It's all kinds of fucked up. Okay. This situation is foobar. So, uh, the pilot of this is uh, the Green Skull. I'm done. Right. It's a... You know, it's just this guy. And, uh, think of him basically almost as... It's like Poison Ivy. And Green Skull had a baby. Yeah, whatever. He's just kind of a moot point so anyway. So he can control plants and stuff. He has this weird gun that does like this weird plant shit. So he's like, it's kind of stupid. That is weird and. Stupid. Yeah, but regardless, Cam Town breaks in there, beats the shit out of him as the plane's going down. If your last name's Skull, he's got a shield with your name on it. He uh, you know, whoops his ass in the air. He's like, I gotta save this motherfucker because that's what's right. You know what? I mean, even though he's a piece of shit scum of the earth that had this planet to fuck up New York, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna save him. I'm a fucking hero. That's what I fucking do. A lot of it sounds like Captain America. Minus the F word. Verbatim is what basically how it went. All right. (laughs) So he jumps out of the plane, saves him. Cops pulling over some chick. He had a real corny joke. 
whatever. And he's like, hey, call the The cop has a joke? Uh, it's a corny joke about, there ain't no good guys here in the town. You think they're just going to fall out of the sky, Mr. Officer? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Redeemer, what are you doing? He's like, I don't Redeemer. know. I don't know how to say his fucking name. I think it's Rick. Rick <laughs> and Stinky Dog. call him RR. Richie Rich. No, that's not right. RR. We'll go back to RR. So basically, he's like, go call the Avengers to pick this shit up. I got a date. Because it's his what birthday. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's like, eat a dick. I, I got I got some... some I got B-Day plans. I got some Poonanny to plow. So he goes on a date and they just keep talking about how old he is you're 90 years old you're 90 years old we get it all right but if you minus out the years i was frozen and not actually living then i'm not that old yeah so they take a secret train ride through this passageway and there's only one left and you're like oh there's only room for one more on the train is what they tell him so steve takes the leaves his fucking date there steve takes the train ride and he holds onto the pole, and the shit leaves like shackles clamped down on him. And then the oh, train, real... the train starts speeding up, and then it fucking breaks the fucking you know sound barrier, and boom, he's somewhere else. He's in another dimension, Dustin. Negative, negative zone. I, I think that's what it was. He's in. Oh, dim- okay. oh I'm sorry. He's in a uh, dimension Z, not the negative zone. Dimension Z. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Have a word. So here's the thing. He's like, he's all into you like his too close to us. suit and shit. Like his, you know, he's wearing like a suit. He's real dapper looking and gets on the train, takes him to Dimension Z. And then they, these, uh, I don't know what they are. These fucking monster guys. They're like, hey, motherfucker, jump and get bucked basically. And he's like, all right, what's going on? I'm in shackles. And then he's got his Captain America pants on and he's all tied up and there's a little baby there. And the baby's like, oh, shit, dude. And he's like, oh, shit, baby, what are you doing? And so they're like, oh, hey, Steve. Nothing, I'm watching uh, yeah. Teen Mom too. Yeah, we're going to just, you know, go ahead and take all your goodness out of you and get it into that Doctor, baby. Doctor, what's his face? And uh, Zola is Zola, there. yeah, that's what it is. And he's, if you haven't seen Zola, he's basically Zola! A, a face on a chest with a camera for a head. He's real shitty. Let's all just admit that right now. He's pretty shitty. He's real shitty. Cat Maytown remembers some shit his mama said by always stand up and get wild on motherfuckers at Dimension Z. (laughs) You have a Dimension Z, Steve. You stand up and get wild. (laughs) He's like, how will mama? I don't know what the fuck that means. That's why. So he does. And uh, Zola's like, oh, shit. Good thing we're trying to get this guy's blood for my little baby boy over here. He's breaking out. We... We better kick oh, his, his ass. His shield's there, too. His shield's there and the top of his uniform. So Cab A-Town's like, um, here's a dick you can eat from Uncle Sam. Starts beating ass, causing the machines to smash up. A lot of onomatopoeias like, there. Yeah, jumps in there. He gets in the wreckage real quick, bounces back out, uses the shield, goes right through the glass. The glass was apparently like sugar candy or something because he goes right through it. Um, <laughs> and that little girl's like, Mr. Mr. But, uh, Can I have a few shillings? His whole is like, nope, boot out the window too. That's his daughter. She's got the juice. And he was giving the baby the juice so his daughter and his son can have that. But Zola was like, Captain America just killed my boy. That was in that little fucking Luke Skywalker back to tank like five feet away. And I was like, Captain America don't kill babies. Uh-uh. Because you know what happened when he went through the wreckage? He totally saved that baby. Oh, shit. Yep. 
So now they've got to go after him. So he's just nomad from the 90s. Does he have a motorcycle? Maybe, no. It's kind of weird because then Captain America is like... He seems to know what's going on a lot more than he should for this situation. So he goes out to the parking lot. He jacks one of their jets because I guess that shit translates. If you can fly one of ours, you can fly one of theirs, soldier. If you flew in World War II, you could fly anywhere. So he, he gets fucked up, crashes. More on him on a PS. Right. And then he's like, thank God. I put this baby in the shoe and the baby's A-OK. And we're going to be just fine. Holler. Holler. So their solution to making Captain America more relevant was to give him a baby. Give him a baby. And if this next cover for two is any indication, long hair, little girl's there. So the little girl must have been like, fuck my daddy. Or she's tricking him, whatever. Or that could just be bad Ramada Jr. art. And That's uh, the thing. I like Ramada Jr. art, even though... The little girl looked like uh, Mindy from Hit Girl. <laughs> it's because they all have the same hair and facial structure. I know he draws the heads big and the face. whatever. I, I like it. I, that's the only reason I really read this. And uh, yeah, that mm. was. It's definitely different. I mean, that's a huge departure from Brubaker's <laughs> Captain America. That's for sure. They're like, we're gonna go. Well, you enjoyed this for the last like nine years. Well, we're going this way with it. Here's something you're not used to. Yeah. You got green skulls and juiced up babies. And by the way, Captain America, he's living the life in Dimension Z. We're making them new dimensions now. <laughs> hey, man, it's Marvel now. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get what, what's really good. Well, I mean, sounds like a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's for me. I will give it a read myself and... I, can, I, I don't like Romita Jr.'s art. Um, not a fan of it. Well, they let How him. They let him draw every page, so you're not really going to yeah. like. This. He draws. He fills the frame. That guy. He does every fucking frame. And people go, "Look, that's so talented." I'm like, "No, I don't mind some dead space." <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. When his details are just squiggle, squiggle, squiggle. I don't really care. I like impressing. I like some of his character designs, so I can't stay. I can't be mad at the guy. Tomato, tomato, I guess. Yeah. Glad, uh, you want to do one more? You got time for one more? I think we do. Yeah. Do you want to tackle the comeback? Uh, yeah. Come I guess. back, come back, kid. Yeah. No, it's can... just the comeback. Actually, it's not even the comeback. It's, it's a just, good band. Comeback. Comeback, kid's a good band. I but the comeback. No, just come back. Yeah, it's come back, come come back. It, it's a fucking mediocre comic. We'll just, you know what? I liked it. We'll elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, we're gonna be tomato tomato on this one because I I liked it. I think a lot more than you did. Right. But um. So. Where to I'm start? still not 100 percent sure if it's time travel or parallel Earth. To me, it kind of seems like people think it's a time travel book because I saw a lot of people like, oh, it's a time travel book. But when you really kind of read it. It doesn't make sense of why it'd be time travel if they're trying to recreate the same accidents that killed the people that were taken away. Um, it seems more of a... Could be a potentially parallel Earth to me. Yeah, that it... Like, I don't think it's just all... I think they might have the ability to do both, but I don't think it's just time travel. I think it's parallel Earth and time travel. I think that'd be a little bit too much because... There's a part where they kidnap the dude in the very beginning. The two guys, they go there and they pick this dude up. 
and they bring him back and he's like we just traveled 62 days into the future your future and the guy's like pardon and he was like i'll go i'm gonna go ahead and explain but in the midst of you know doping that guy up to bring him back to their lair or whatever Mm -hmm. he just like you don't know if it was because of what they did but he just like bubbles out like he freaks out and he he like pops so he almost turns into like a boomer or something from left for dead and explodes well then what i the reason i think it's like parallel earth because they're like oh if we're gonna go back and try again and so i I think at that point you would kind of already have drastically changed timeline or they're acknowledging that it's not really true time travel it's more of like different timelines like you go and you create a different timeline no matter what yeah like i think when they go back it break everything they change breaks into a completely different timeline. different yeah that's what i'm saying it shatters out so which to me is kind of in a way parallel earths as well i mean i could see that um that argument i but i think i mean that's kind of one of my problems with the book it just it just see it doesn't seem like there's no real definition of what it wants to do it just it's so vague like it's just like that's oh, wherever the story takes me man but i just want well, to play it like, in the sandbox i kind of like that there's a mystery to it there's several characters and we don't really know a lot of what's going on like there's one guy that is following this other dude that's doing deals and then he's pulling a gun at the end and i don't know i just kind of like the the vagueness of it and you just kind of get a general idea i didn't like their partnership when the guy's like hey man i need you at 100 percent," and he was like well I don't give a shit, man. I've been, I'm, I'm, my tanks run dry. And I was like, well, fuck, fuck you. I guess I don't need you. Well, it doesn't seem like they've been partners and friends for that long anyways. So I kind of, I don't know. I, I didn't really have a problem with their relationship and, and shit. You know, it was just, and, and I thought that was interesting, like the physical side effects of time travel where people are like, hey man, you want to fuck with drugs? He's like, no nah, man, it's just, this shit takes a lot out of me. And, and that was fine, but like, I don't remember his name, but the you know one of the main protagonist guys. He just comes off real corny, and every like question he gave the buddy that's all burned out was real generic. It was real like Hallmark card. Hey man, you doing all right? How you feeling? Like it didn't. They didn't. They have no relationship to me. It just felt like real cookie cutter. Well, and that could be because we just don't know the extent of it, you know. But he didn't. I just saying his dialogue didn't show any like. You know, he wasn't tender with the guy, like, you know what I mean? He wasn't just like, hey, we're friends, and I'm talking to you like a friend. But I get the impression that they're kind of not, because of the way he blows them off at the end. He's like, oh, why, yeah, no, we'll go get drinks Why even inquire that much? Because he's, his life depends because, on the other guy. Yeah, if you're my partner, hey, I don't care what you do in your free time, but you fucking drag your dick back there, I'll kill you myself. Mm-hmm. Give me one of those. I don't know. That's why I was just kind of like, this is a waste of page. No, I mean, again, tomato, tomato, I, I didn't have a problem with that as much as you did, so... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I liked it. I like the art. I like the grittiness to it. I like the different color hues that were used throughout the the story. Um, it reminded me of a book, a Vertigo book back in the day, and I can't think of it. I don't know. It could be like any Vertigo book, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, it's killing me, but I'll think of it like two days from now going, yeah, I never thought of it. I mean, you can post a comment on our own story. So yeah, I mean, you know what? You guys can just go pick it up yourself and decide. I mean, I could be, I could be out of line, goddammit, but doesn't it could be. Well, I mean, that's be why we have varying opinions. Everyone's gonna, you know, it's good to hear both sides of it because some people, you know, like I'd say when it comes to time travel, correct me if I'm wrong, but you like 
a certain set of rules and you don't like them to break the rules and you don't like them to create paradox and stuff where I'm more of like, show what you got and we'll see if I'm you know pissed off. Yeah, by the or I like to say I don't mind and unless it's if it's done well, like if they could do it and just, you know, you can't. I mean, if they have a good plan and it works, I'm OK with it. But I still think this is too new to even. To judge it. Yeah, yeah, to part. judge it on that. I just I just wasn't impressed with some of the dialogue, basically. It, to me, the dialogue kind of was corny in parts, but I'll still read the second one. I'll still keep checking it out because it's interesting enough to see what it does. Yeah. So I mean, and if you want like more of my opinion, you can check out the review I did for it. Um, it's written by Ed Brisson and illustrated by Michael Walsh, and it's out by Image. And if you didn't know, you can find that on ComicBastards.com. So there you go. And I think that's, uh, I think unfortunately that's all that we're good for. Unless this we're going to talk about Contra Pussy more. Just I think Contra Pussy is being our hardcore indie book of the week <laughs> is all the shine it's going to get. Yeah. I just wanted to say it again. I know you did. <laughs> so if you liked our opinion and our vocalization of comic books, you can find more at comicmasters.com. And just be real cool and like this wherever you're getting it from. If you're getting it from iTunes, throw up a review. Tell us what you like. Give a rating. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. We got Twitters. You can follow us on that. Just do the Comic Bastards one. It's going to be easier on everyone. And yeah, there's all that. Facebook, Google Plus, yada, 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 Pinterest. You know it. At the bottom of every page. Yeah, you got it. And uh, thanks, guys. We will see you next week. I'm Kevin. I'm Dustin. See you later. If you're watching this Blu-ray DVD digital download, <laughs> then I unfortunately am dead. Oh, he is. The sheer thought of his son reading comics destroyed his black, black heart. If she is still talking, oh, I am. please tell her to shut up. Hey, shut up. For I am not there. To tell her oh, face to face. Oh, I missed your hands around my neck. Honey, I want you to use my insanely amassed fortune to create an army of robots to destroy all of comic books. Is that it? That is it. Give. It's not that funny. Well, that was a great podcast. Yeah, I agree. What the? I don't know. Hey, dude. You suck. We are taking over. Wait, you can't do this. Already did. You hold a butt. Now get lost. Deadly robots from the future. Here to destroy comic books. Not on my watch. M maybe Dustin's. Oh, yeah. I'm totally on board with our new robot overlords. Hmm?